hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, hon. Welcome to this episode of From Huns to Humans, brought to you by ThriveMind. Whether you're at a crossroads with your career, wanting to scale your side hustle, or want to start a new business, there are places down the road to change where you might feel stuck and need the experienced help of someone who has been there. Enter ThriveMind. ThriveMind is both a boutique marketing company for your small business, and most importantly, a coach and advocate to help you get your small business off the ground effectively and sustainably. Allie Heatherly, former Avon Hun and anti-MLM advocate, is the principal of ThriveMind and has 10 years of experience in business operations and can give you the tools to reach your goals. Visit thrivemindllc.com today to schedule your free no-commitment call to help jumpstart your side hustle business or career change today. That's thrivemindllc.com to make the big change today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. Today, I am here with my friend, Amy. She is a mom of five children. Oh my gosh, I don't know how you do that. And um, like so many of us has fallen victim to diet culture, um, and I'm so excited to hear your story. Hi, Amy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, the five kids. I don't know if I am like momming well, but <laughs> it depends on the day, I guess. So. You know what? Everyone has their days, right? There are days when I just don't even human well. So right, that's what I told them. I'm like, some days you don't child well. And so you got to give me some grace too. So. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so do you want, so your first MLM was a beach body, right? Yes. But you know, I, as I was looking back, I wasn't coaches for others, but I have tried several different MLM products. Like I've tried Isogenics. I had tried Herbalife. I had tried some of Amway's stuff. Like, so really when I look at it, like I've just been I think like a lot of people do like desperate for the solution right. and been willing to try a lot of crappy things in the process. Uh, I feel yeah. you. I totally feel you. That's absolutely my experience too, except every time I tried one, I was like, I can sell this. <laughs> <laughs> except for Beachbody. You know, That's the only one that I was like, I can't sell this because I didn't like the shakes. So it's like, I can't sell this. I don't believe in the shakes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so bad. 
And so. she tried to tell me, she was like, you don't need to sell Shakeology to be a beef body coach. And I was like, well, how would I do that? Well, duh, Danielle, you would just recruit people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Get them to drink Shakeology and you just don't tell them that you're not drinking it. It's kind right. of the, the story I was told. So, wow. Yeah, it got wow. crazy. It got crazy. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, tell us all of the tea. Awesome. Okay. So, I mean, really it kind of goes, I mean, from when I was little, I remember watching my mom and grandma try to lose weight and, and I don't, I didn't really become overweight till I was like in middle school, but I always saw them trying everything, Nutrisystem, Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, like you name it. And the one thing that I always did with my mom was work out with her. Um, And so working out has always been my thing. I've loved working out from the time I was little. Um, It was Richard Simmons at that point, but you know, no judgment here. (laughs) Um, And uh, so when I, I mean, and I fell victim very much to over-exercising, under-eating. So I was destroying my metabolism probably from the time I was 12 or 13. And at that point, like we didn't understand, we didn't understand what we were doing. And we were just like, Oh, a box of snack wells. Let's eat the whole thing. You know, it's fat free and, and really kind of fell victim to that. So I, um, I worked in human resources and, uh, call from the time I was like 18 up until I had my fourth child. And so I was in human resources for about 15 years. And I always, was like extremely confident in my job. I would win awards. I, I loved that feeling of achievement, but I never felt secure in my weight and in that side, side of the thing. And especially once I started having babies and then gaining weight with each baby and trying to lose it and almost having succeeded and then having another baby. And, and so you know, when I, my last position before I started staying home with my kids, we did Weight Watchers at work. And I think that was part of my like worst disordered eating prior to beach body, because, you know, we, none of us would, you wouldn't eat before weigh in, you wouldn't drink anything. You would go to the bathroom right before, and then like start eating and you'd save your points for the weekend and all of these different things that I didn't realize was impacting me so much. So then when I started staying home, um, after baby four and then baby five came, it was like, I'm still not comfortable in my body and I'm the heaviest I've ever been. And I'm also at home. And it was such a hard transition for me because I wasn't getting that recognition I wasn't getting, you know, people telling me that I was doing a good job or winning awards or, you know, I mean, I was trying to keep five humans alive and oftentimes didn't like feel the love. And so I was just like at the lowest point, I think that I had been emotionally or physically. And, um, I really kind of went back to, I love working out, so I'm going to start working out. And I, with each of my babies, I had a little bit of a problem when I was up feeding them in the middle of the night, I would watch infomercials and I would order random crap from infomercials. So I had every beach body program out there, um, that I had ordered in the middle of the night from an infomercial. 
And so my favorite by far was Turbo Jam. And so I was doing that, but I knew, I knew that cardio wasn't going to get me the results that I wanted because I'd done enough research that I knew I needed to lift weights. And, um, Shalene Johnson, who had created Turbo Jam, had a program called Shalene Extreme. And I was like, okay, well, I bought this. I may as well start it. And so I started it and I like started having amazing results. Um, I like, I was just, it was great. And about that same time, I hadn't really done a lot on Facebook but I found a friend on Facebook who was doing workouts. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, I need a community. I need people to support me. And they're doing the same thing I'm doing. I'm already doing this. I need to join her group. Um, I have a question. So the Shalene Extreme, that was an on beach on demand by the time I got to it. So was that um, was that a weightlifting program or... Oh my gosh. It was, and I, I still have it. I still have my, my DVDs of it. It was amazing. And it was lifting heavy weights, low reps mm-hmm. and very focused. So my, my problem this is kind of getting off track, but my problem with some of the workouts now is that they're trying to jam everything into 20 minutes. Yeah. And so they're doing these crazy compound movements that are going to injure you yep. most likely because you're going to have horrible form because you're trying to do too many things at once. Right. And then I'm going to use a different weight for a squat than I am a bicep curl, but you have me doing both at the same time. Right. Exactly. That's uh, my fiance is a personal trainer too, for anyone that hasn't listened to those episodes. Um, but that was always his issue too. He was like, well, what am I supposed to do if I do a curl to press? Like I can press way more than I can curl. And like, yeah. you know, just all of these compound movements, like you said, bat, first of all, Beachbody's form is not correct in a lot of their videos. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, um, people doing like, um, like a press here mm-hmm. uh, uh, nobody can see me but you're when you're doing the press your arm should be at like almost a 45 degree angle not at a 90 degree angle um, yeah, it's, from your it's, shoulders it's interesting because with Shalene Extreme where she was like a fitness instructor and a personal trainer mm-hmm. the people that she has there like she is going around to those people and correcting form during the during the video and so you can kind of be like, Oh, I think I am doing that. And I can correct it. Now it feels like they are just up there trying to show off and they're not correcting form of people even on their own video. And you can see it. You can be like, wait, that person is doing it so wrong. And so no, like you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. I've noticed that in, um, I can't remember whose video it was, but you could just tell they were trying to push themselves with the weight to be really, really heavy. And you can tell it's too Mm -hmm. heavy. You have to lower the weight and have correct form. And this is way off topic, but like, um, I think it's really important that we talk about this because you can't always just take form videos from a workout program and expect them to be correct because- 
especially from an MLM, their main goal is to make money. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the goal of like everyone in the world, but they don't care about you. No. And they're saying, you know, you can work out your, you can work your whole body fully in 20 minutes. And I'm like, no, like, no, you could get like a pretty good leg workout maybe in 20 minutes. You could get like, you could get a focused workout, but you're going to have to be pretty intentional. Yep. And they are anything but intentional. They're chaotic. Yeah. All right. So you found a friend. She had was doing workouts. You were like, why not join a community? Yeah. So like she was the luckiest because I reached out to her. She didn't have to hate girl me. I reached out to her and was like, oh my gosh. She was a friend from high school. Um, so someone I hadn't talked to in a really long time. Um, but I told her, I was like, I am doing Shalene Extreme right now on my own. And I'm just looking, I'm I was kind of at a plateau. And by that point I had already lost 50 pounds doing beach body workouts. And, uh, she was like, well, obviously the thing that's going to break your plateau is to add shakeology. And, uh, you should do 21 day fix because that is the best meal plan. It works for everybody. It's not a diet. It, um, doesn't restrict all of the crap that you're taught to say as a coach. And it made sense to me. So I was like, yeah, yes, I will totally do this. And I mean, it was the immediate, oh my gosh, I have this community and they are cheering me on and they are like, the love bombing is real. And I had originally, when I joined, I was like, well, I'm not going to coach because I was still pretty low. And I was like, well, who would want to follow me? Who would follow me? Like I'm an overweight mama five who would want to follow me. Um, I think that speaking of beach body and love bombing, I think that beach body is probably one of the most common places that I see swarming where everyone's love bombing you because you're in these groups specifically to get praise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're not like in the coaching, not in the coaching groups, in the accountability groups, you're not getting love bombs for like ranking and things like that as much maybe they occasionally will announce like hey like this person is a new level or whatever but in my experience it's always been just like good job keep doing the workouts don't skip a Monday (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so you're getting oh you look so great oh you know and so you're getting it in your in your challenge group I think I don't know if they still call them challenge groups but you're getting that over here and you're getting it from coaching side over here and it's like oh I'm amazing again. Yep. So much more love bombing, so much more swarming than you're typically getting because in most of the other groups, you're not creating the accountability circle around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, I felt like I was finally like accomplishing things and that people were seeing that on every level. And it really was filling that need that I had to like matter, which I don't want it to sound like it doesn't matter being a mom, but that's kind of a long game. You know, my kids don't tell me, wow, mom, you are disciplining me so well. And you are raising me to be a good human. I'm hoping they say that one day, but today I may not be feeling that love. And so to get that from this group of women who, some of whom 
you've been friends with for a long time, some new, some people that are like, oh my gosh, they are my great, great grandma coach. And she knows who I am. And she knows that I'm doing a good job. It's very, it's very seductive. Yeah. And I would love to just point out too. And, um, like you said, your great, great grandma coach. So that's also a manipulation tactic, right? They're, they're making the beach body uplines your family. You can't abandon your family. Blood mm-hmm. is blood. Like you can't get rid of them. So it's just, oh, so cringy. It is. And it, it just really preyed on every vulnerability that I had. Um, and so she told me, you know, we'll sign up for the discount because that way, you know, you're going to love Shakeology and you can get it every month and you'll get it at a discount. And, you know, at that point, I guess this is kind of aging me at that point, it was all DVDs. They hadn't switched over to Beachbody on demand yet. And, you know, you're going to keep ordering the newest program because you have to. Uh, and so I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. It makes sense to sign up as a coach. And uh, pretty immediately she said, I know you don't think that people are going to be inspired by you, but I guarantee they will. So you should do a post uh, just talking about your experience and see what happens. So I did. And like, incredibly vulnerable post. And as I look back at them now, I'm like, why in the world would I have shared that? There are so many things, every vulnerability you're told to share, because that is going to resonate with someone. And so you're exposing things that you normally would not expose on the internet. And so I did this post and about how, you know, I had already lost 50 pounds doing the workout. So I could honestly say that my results were from Beachbody because they were, um, which also drives me nuts. My results were not from Beachbody. My results were from me. And they, hoping you were going to say that they take that from you. And it's like, you know what? Realistically, they get you doing all of this at the same time the Shakeology, the change in your diet, the exercise. Honestly, if you had done any of those things independently, it probably would have also given you results. So how do you know? How do you know what it is? Because you just changed everything in your life. So you can't necessarily pinpoint that, oh, it was the Shakeology. Well, no, because you also started eating more vegetables. You also, you know, changed your eating patterns and you're moving more that wasn't beach body. That was me. And it took me a long time to recognize that and to take that back. Uh, and it drives me nuts when I see people right now attributing their weight loss to beach body. That was not beach body. That was you. That was you. And it's so frustrating. Um, but I was told to attribute it to beach body. And I did, cause I was working out with them and I was doing great. And I did that initial post and immediately had, I don't know, 60 or 70 people comment on it. Like, I want in, I want to do whatever you're doing. And I was like, wait, I don't know how to do this. I don't know even, I don't even know how to respond to people. I don't know what to do. So I reached out to my coach and uh, she was shocked because she really didn't, she really didn't have much success. 
I didn't know that because if you look at these beach body coaches online, you would think all of them are million dollar earners. They all put on this show. And so I thought my coach was highly successful. Uh, guess what? Lies. <laughs> she was not. She couldn't recruit. She wasn't a great coach because she didn't know how to coach. None of them do. Like, well, and I shouldn't say none of them. Very few are qualified to actually help you on a fitness or nutrition journey. There are a few who are personal trainers who, which they kind of lose some credibility, honestly, for me going with an MLM company, but they are the exception. Most of these people are not qualified to lead you on any type of journey. And she definitely wasn't, she wasn't equipped to handle helping me with either my fitness and my own like personal health journey or a business. She wasn't equipped for either. And once you sign up, I think you have maybe 10 days to switch to someone else or, and now you're locked in. They are your coach and for life, as long as you're a coach, you have signed up under them and also your placement under them. Cause they're a binary system. And I can explain that in a minute, but your placement under them is also set within 10 days. So she had to make a determination on me when I signed up, she had to decide if I was going to be a strong coach or a weak coach. She had to make that determination right when I joined, because again, like you have 10 days to change your coach. You have 10 days to change where you place someone in your, I'm just going to call it a pyramid. You have 10 days to decide where you're going to put them in your pyramid. Well, guess what? She thought I was going to be weak. So she put me on her weak leg. Um, which is important for the business part of it in a few, in a little bit. So when I reached out to her and I said, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to respond to all of these people on this post. And she said, well, I'm going to send you the scripts, you know, because why would we want you to come up with your own words? We're going to send you the words to tell people, but before you sign up, you, before you sign anybody up, because we were coached to sign everybody up as a discount coach. They now have changed it, I believe, to preferred customers. But at that point, we called them a discount coach. And, um, and so you were, you were told to sign everyone up. She said, well, before you start signing people up, you really want to recruit. You really want to sign up your husband. And I was like, well, why? Because my husband saw my containers and he has no intention of ever putting food in any of those containers. Like he's not going to eat that. Uh, maybe he'll drink a shake every now and then, but he's not going to do that. And she said, well, because that way you can control his business center. And I was like, what, what the heck do you mean control his business center? And she said, well, you'll be able to build your business more strongly if you're, if you've got your husband under you and that'll give you more control. And that will give you another account. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. But now I have to have an order under him. Okay. So now I'm paying for two Shakeologies um, because that was even before the performance stat came out. So it was just my option was Shakeology. So it's like, okay, so now I have two Shakeologies. And then she said, and if you know someone else who would support you, that's, 
that's how they put it. If you know someone who's willing to support you, right. So putting that little edge on it, then you could have them under you as well. And you could then control both legs. And I was like, okay, who do I know that would do that for me? And I was like, oh, I bet my mom would do it, but I don't want to burden her financially. So I guess I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to do three Shakeologies. And she said, well, it just makes sense. And it's so easy to make back the money. And normally people continue on Shakeology. So it will, they'll pay for themselves. And I was like, okay, I used to work in corporate and I did recruiting. This isn't actually how I would recruit people, but I can kind of understand the logic behind this, not thinking like, oh, wait, is that ethical to have all of these different accounts under me? And I'm actually my husband and I'm actually my mom. And when I recruit people, I'm going to have to say, okay, but when you sign up, you're going to get my husband's name. Don't worry about that. It's fine. Because in order to control his business and in order for me to rank up, I would have to stack people under my husband, under my mom, and under me. So then I start realizing like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to recruit all the time. I'm going to have to have crazy numbers. And and in the meantime, I'm also going to be working on my personal journey. So I'm trying to keep my head wrapped around this physical journey because I've now lost about 75 pounds, but I'm stuck. And I can't, I can't move that no matter how much I'm doing, no matter what I'm doing, I can't make that move. And I would bounce up and down within five to 10 pounds of that 75. Sometimes it'd be 65. And I was like, what is happening? I don't understand. My coach was like, well, maybe you should add in another workout. Well, I don't know that doing 30 more minutes of cardio is going to make me move this needle. And she didn't know how to help me. She didn't know how to help me in that, in that block. And then on the business side, I was signing people up like crazy. And again, I was getting that dopamine hit because I was always on that leaderboard. I was always getting shouted out and, you know, I ranked up within my first week. Well, yeah, because I bought it. I bought that rank. Like, so I just got shouted out on Facebook for, Ooh, you're doing so good. No, I paid for that. I paid for that rank because I recruited my husband and my mom, like, no. And the goal the goal with Beachbody is honestly to sell three challenge packs, or now I think they call them total solutions packs or something to sell three of those a month. Well, now my goal had to be nine in order to make back the money that I was going to be spending in Shakeology every month. I had to sell nine every month. That's insane. How are you supposed to sell nine? What's in a challenge pack? So a challenge pack at that point in time was Shakeology and a program of your choice, which let's be real. None of the coaches, again, I guess I shouldn't say none. I'm using absolute language. Very few of the coaches are equipped to help you select which program you should do. It's a shocker. Most of them will recommend whatever the new product is. So if the new program is job 21, guess what they're going to recommend to you? Job 21. 
And at that point in time, we were recommending 21 day fix for everybody. That's just what they wanted you to do. Um, and so it would have, it would have those two things. Now a, a total solutions pack has Shakeology and it has a year of beach body on demand. Um, or you can do a performance stack, which while I was in Beachbody, they came out with Energize and Recover. Um, and so you could choose to do that instead of Shakeology. I think too many people didn't like the Shakeology. Um, it tastes like garbage. Oh my gosh, I had to put so much in it. And, you know, I will say originally when I first started, I liked it and it was, it was okay. I tried a lot of, I tried every flavor that they had at that time, but they reformulated it, um, right around the time that probably the last six months or so that I was in and it started making me sick and I didn't understand why. Um, but every time I had it, I would get a stomach ache and I don't know what they did in that reformulation. Um, but a lot of my customers also experienced the same thing. Uh, so I don't know if it was the fillers or I don't know, they did something. Yeah. Um, and you know, and like I said, so as you're like, okay, I've got to do all of these things. Um, and guess what? I was selling at least nine challenge packs a month. Wow. I was crushing it. Um, because I had such a great transformation and people could see the difference, not only like the physical difference, but how I was feeling about myself mm -hmm. and that drew people. Uh, and it was like, well, yeah, you can have this too. Just start 21 day fix. And, you know, meanwhile, I didn't love 21 day fix and I didn't understand why I had such a hard time sticking to those stupid containers. And I would eat the containers and I would do really well on them for a while. And then I would have a crazy binge and I would be like, I don't, I don't get it. Why, why can I not just stay with it? You know, what I know now is because my body was screaming out for nutrients. And if the only way it could get some additional nutrients was by making me, you know, crave cookie butter and graham crackers, then so be it. And I didn't understand that. And nobody could help me understand that. And so then, and then you would feel like a failure and you would, you would then, you would do a failure post basically. Uh, looking back in my like Facebook history, the number of times that I felt like I had to confess, like, you know, I totally fell off the wagon. I've been having such a hard time, but I'm recommitted. Do you want to recommit with me? Oh it, it my was, God. Yeah. It was turning anything into a sales opportunity. And about the same time, right in there, I had gotten certified to teach turbo kick. Um, so I'm actually, I'm still a certified group fitness instructor and I loved it. I like, like I said, the fitness aspect was what drew me in and teaching group fitness was my jam. Like I just loved it and maybe loved it a bit too much because the other thing I didn't understand working out for four hours in a day 
is not good. And, and I was not even close to compensating for the amount of calories that I was burning. And again, they didn't understand the nutrition. It was like, maybe you should maybe increase one plan up. Okay. Well, one plan up may give me an extra 300 calories, but I just burned 2,500 working out, uh, because I'm also a people pleaser. So if someone needed me to cover their class, I would cover their class. So I was work, I was working out probably four to five hours a day. Uh, when I did my trainings and this was pretty big in the, the instructor, right. Cause although they were two separate sides of beach body, they totally crossed over, totally crossed over. And the, the master trainers would tell you if you were also wanting to be a coach over on this side, the workouts that you teach don't count as your workout. It doesn't count because you have to have a video of you doing the latest program on your story. So this is in addition to whatever you're doing. I'm like, okay, but my body thinks I worked out. (laughs) I just burned like an insane amount of calories. My body's saying I worked out, but I guess I didn't. And I need to work out again. And you know, that is um, really upsetting too, because if it was me, I would be videotaping the time that I did my workout at home. Like, you know, you post two of the the exercises you do one day, you post two of the exercises you do another day. Like, you know, don't post them all on the same day and then just spread them out throughout the week. Like, I, I don't know why I felt, I felt so committed to being honest about it. And it was like, well, you're telling me this doesn't count. So I guess it doesn't count. And what's another 30 minute workout, even, even to the point. So I have horrible knees. (laughs) I actually, I think I have to go get an MRI tomorrow for probably my fifth knee surgery. But I felt guilty when I had those knee surgeries because I wasn't working out. I wasn't showing that. How soon can I get back to it? And I probably pushed myself more than I should have and continued injuries. You know, my knee, my knee problem is definitely genetic and not from Beachbody, but the things I did to myself when I was in Beachbody definitely exacerbated it. And I felt guilty for taking time off, even though I'm like, I had surgery, right? (laughs) Why am I feeling guilty? But I did. Uh, and I felt like, well, how can I show up for my challengers? It was these mind games of you're not doing enough because you're not doing this and this and this I'm like, but do these things count that I'm doing? No, those don't count. You have to be doing this and this and this like very prescriptive. You have to be following these behaviors. And if it's not working for you, maybe you should read some personal development. Like personal development is not going to help me figure out why I can't lose weight. Personal development is not going to help me with this feeling of guilt. It's just going to tell me how to mask it. Right. And appear on social media, like everything's great and it's not great. And it was about this point. I 
was still doing really well. And I had advanced up to diamond coach. It is super impossible to, to hold it. And the entire time you're trying to hold that rank, I think you have to hold it for six weeks to hit the qualification. And that whole six weeks is a hamster wheel. Like you would not believe because you have to maintain your rank every week for six weeks. So if somebody cancels, you better have somebody else to fill it. And it's this juggling on which leg you're going to put them on. And I'm trying to juggle between my husband's account, my mom's account, my account, making sure I'm placing people correctly so that I can maintain this rank. And can I just say this, the, this two leg system does not even make sense to me. Like I've only been in MLMs where you just recruit straight up. Like, you know, everyone just goes under you and it's not a leg or anything like that. So it doesn't make any, like, how can you make it make sense? I will try, but the way that they do it as truly as I've learned more and more and I have dug into it, they are the shadiest of the shady MLM companies in the way that they do their compensation and the way they do their income disclosure. So you have your right leg and your left leg, which is also a strong leg and a weak leg. And when they talk about strong and weak, it's in the amount of volume that is going to go through that leg. It's not just volume though, because you also have to have them balanced for ranking up. So if I recruited, let's say I recruited three people and I put two people on my strong leg, one person on my weak leg. If both of the people on my strong leg ranked up, I wouldn't rank advance until I had an equal amount on my other leg. So if you guess wrong, like I said, my coach guessed wrong. Uh, If you guess wrong, you're kind of screwed. And the people that you guessed wrong on are screwed. Okay, so the the leg system is actually a way of them controlling the money more. So if you, it makes it so that you mess up more and they don't have to pay out as often. Correct, because you cycle bonus when your strong leg does 200 group volume and your weak leg does 100. That equals one cycle. And if you're an Emerald coach, I think the bonus is $14 for every cycle. And if you're a diamond coach, I want to say it's 28 for every time you cycle. Well, so if you have, you may have extra volume just sitting in that leg because this other leg isn't cycling. It's not providing that minimum that you need. So you may have volume just sitting there. And what will happen is as I've got my two legs, well, as my coach is placing, they actually are going under, under me as well, but on my week, since I was on her weak leg, she never put any, well, and she didn't recruit anybody. Let's be real. She never put anybody underneath me. So that didn't help me for volume at all. And then, and I didn't, it's all of the questions that you don't know to ask. When you're getting started, nobody shows you how you make money. It's like, just recruit, sign people up and it's going to be fantastic. 
it's not because I was on my, uh, my upline. I was on her weak leg. She was on her upline's weak leg. So the chance of me getting help, because that's the biggest thing, like you get help from your upline as they place people below you, that's volume for you. I didn't get people placed below me because I was on a weak leg on a weak leg. And I, I don't know if, if the coach up here, if she was on a weak or strong leg, but I didn't get volume. I never got volume to placed underneath me. So I was never going to reach that high amount. And it started to become apparent. So I'm sorry. I have more questions. I didn't realize that we were going to be, we were going to get into beach body compensation plan today, but uh, I need it, I guess. It's Um, crazy. It's so confusing. Okay. So like in a typical MLM, um, like, you know, I recruit and all of my recruits are under me. And then if they recruit people, their recruits are under them. But what it sounds like is if you recruit me, you place me. And then if I recruit my dog, then you also get to place my dog or do I place my dog? You get to place your dog, but it impacts, it impacts what's going to roll up to me. That's so confusing. It is, but it's not going to impact me as much because your volume will be your volume will roll up to me. So, so if you were to get a new recruit, would you place them on my downline? They kind in the, in the structure. Yes. They would go below you because they would be recruited after you. So their volume could help your volume if you ever get promoted to the point that you start to get cycle bonuses. Here's the crappy part. So the way that they, the way that they do their ranks, you've got diamond coaches and then you have star diamond. Well, you can be a one, two, 15 star diamond. So what that means is how many diamonds you have created underneath you, right? Well, let's say that I am a recruiting machine and I have a ton of people under me, but I haven't been smart in my placement and I have five diamonds on one leg and only one diamond over here. I could be at the most a two-star diamond because they're not balanced. Oh my gosh. It's this freaking Jenga that trying to figure it out and guess right is super hard and it gets better. Just wait, there's more. Uh, (laughs) Once you hit, I believe it's a two-star diamond. You can open up a second business center under yourself. So I could have like Amy 2.0 and I would put me under me and I would get that volume twice. So what, but the business center, do you, so you have your account and then you have your husband's account and you have your mom's account Mm -hmm. that you're paying all these things for, would you have to pay for things underneath your business center? Like you wouldn't have to get another Shakeology order for that? No. Oh, so interesting. you, You can do this multiple times. So the most successful coach that I know of. And once you hit 15 star diamond, you're considered a superstar. The names kill me. Anyway, she's a triple superstar. 
So during of a six week, she call, is sweetie, <laughs> right? So during a six week time frame, she had 45 diamonds underneath her. That's insane. And so it's like, no wonder you're making an insane amount of money because how long did she hold that? I don't know, because they never tell you when people lose rank, right? She was able to hold it for six weeks though. So they do your lifetime rank. So the interesting thing though, we got totally off on their compensation. Okay. <laughs> Just one more thing. Cause this oh, it frustrates me so bad. So looking at their income disclosure, and I'm sure you've looked at a ton of income disclosures. Let's say it works. I believe it works as one that does this. They break out, you know, they have their top ranks and it's like 0.08% will ever get to this rank. And it shows you that percentage. Beachbody's income disclosure. If you look at it, they put all their star diamonds together. So if the one star diamond and the 45 star diamond are all counted in that same category. (gasps) Why do they do that? Because it's the number. They can say that 1.4% of their coaches make it to that top rank. Oh, but that doesn't include it that much. (laughs) You try to include the number and it still made it. And it it still sucks. 1.4. Yeah. But But here's where they, here's where they make the difference because the average annual earnings in that position is 116,000. I'm rounding, but it's 116,000. That sounds pretty impressive. Right. But guess what? The low is 3,584 and the high is 3.25 million. Is there anyone that actually makes that? Yes. Wow. There's some of them, because again, once you, if you get in at the top and it's been open for years, mm-hmm. yeah, they're making that at the top. Wow. They make it seem like everyone's making that. That's not true, but you've got 3,500 to 3.25 million and you group them together. That is the most deceptive thing ever. And from the, the ones I've seen, very few of them do this. Our bonds is kind of similar. They tend to group them all in. But some of them are actually more honest and show. You cannot compare a one-star diamond to a 45-star. The fact that they put them all together is so misleading. So misleading. That's disgusting. It really is. And it's no wonder people still have hope. Because they make it seem like you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Now we'll get back to it. Yeah. Back to your story. (laughs) Because so I was so frustrated. I'm working out all the time. I'm not losing weight. I'm gaining weight sometimes and I'm just stuck. And I started listening. I was listening to podcasts. I would go for hours long walks, trying to figure out, like, just get my head straight. What is happening and how can I fix this? And I listened to a podcast from one of the top beach body coaches and she had her own, her own food program that she did. And I was like, Oh, this makes sense. And you can purchase it in an ebook. So I purchased the ebook and I'm like, this is, this sounds kind of familiar. It's the made diet, moderate amount of protein, 
adequate fat, decrease your carbohydrates, eat in an eight hour window. Oh, snap. That's keto. Keto and intermittent fasting pushed into one diet. So I'm like, well, it's worth a shot. What I'm doing now is not working. So maybe I'll switch over to this. Well, then a lot of the coaches were not getting results. And a lot of the top coaches were not getting results. So I got invited to a secret group. It was a secret group of all of these top coaches. And we were all eating keto. We were all following this. Wait, hold on. What happened to your containers? Oh, they included them. Do you want to hear what they did? What did they do? It was called, because it was the maid diet, right? That was hers. It was fixing to be made. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what she did is she said, well, that doesn't work. So I'm just going to create my own container system. So we're still, you know, technically doing what Beachbody's doing because we saw these containers, but guess what? I wasn't eating any of the purple containers anymore. I wasn't eating any... I was eating some green, very few yellow. So I was not even close to the portion fix plan. Right. And it was fixing to be made was her program so that she could still incorporate these. So that way she could still take pictures of her using her containers Mm -hmm. and sell Mm -hmm. the container program. And also you're still, so what you're doing is you're restrict your, so Ultimate Fortune Fix is already a very restrictive uh, program. We're not going to get into that. Um, we've talked we've talked about it in other episodes, but like it, it's a very very restrictive. So you're already taking this very restrictive food list, mm-hmm. and you're well. Were the food lists the same? Uh, yes, okay. for the most part. But where they changed it is. They, they had to definitely switch it because with like portion fix for your healthy fats, you could have a quarter of an avocado a day. That yeah. was your healthy fat. And that doesn't work on keto. Right. So it's like, well, that where's makes the sure bacon. Using, yeah. Where's the bacon and make sure you're putting heavy cream into your shakeology. Oh, I bet you that tasted a lot better. It was so good. <laughs> it was a lot better. Um, she called it what did she, she call it like our fat shake? I think, uh, probably and, like fat bomb shake or something like that. Oh yeah. We, we were doing all the fat bombs. We were doing all this stuff and guess what? We all were getting results. And at this point I had kind of stopped posting a ton on my page. I would still post workout stuff, but I wasn't posting the food stuff. Cause I, again, I couldn't, I couldn't talk about something that wasn't working for me and that I wasn't doing anymore. And I would see these other coaches posting their stuff. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that's a lie. You're lying. And how can you say that? How can you say that that's working? And even on the maid diet, she would tweak things to fit. So for example, realistically pre-workout would not, it would, it would start your eating window. It's not going to count on intermittent fasting, but to her, no, because it's under the calorie amount, you can have it and it's not going to break your fast. Um, excuse me. That's not how that works. 
and I have since learned these things. That's not how that works. Your body is going to have a glucose response. It is going to have a response to that, that you're putting in, a, in your body and that will cut your fasting window. So don't tell me that I can take that at 6am and then not eat until 11 and have my eating window start at 11. No, I started at 6am when I took that pre-workout. So it was interesting even then, like, how can I skew those containers and skew that still fit what I want you to do? Because every time you drink Energize, I'm also going to make money from that. And you should probably double scoop because that'll make it go faster. Of course you should double scoop. Of course you should double scoop. Even on the Energize nutrition label, they have one scoop and two scoop. They kind of recommend that you two scoop. Let's be real. And so it was just fascinating, but I was like, wait a minute, I'm actually feeling better because I was probably, I was giving my body the fat it needed and the calories it needed. And I was feeling pretty good. And I knew I was like, I can't do this. And I had two breaking points for me. The first, and again, my cute family, my great, great grandma, I don't know. She was pretty high up there, had been a top 10 coach. Um, was She's pretty firmly entrenched in the pyramid. She did a transformation post. And in her transformation post, her before picture was actually where she was now. And her after picture was about two years before that, when she had competed in the beach body. I can't remember what they called it, but the beach body bikini competition. Oh my God. What is wrong with these people? And I was like, wait a minute, are you kidding me? And I reached out by this point. I wasn't, I wasn't really talking to my coach anymore. I had kind of cut her out because she couldn't help me and she didn't want to help me. Um, she was really frustrated because I was always on the leaderboard and she was never on the leaderboard. So she just kind of quit talking to me. So her coach and I became really good friends and I went to her and I was like, what is this? Did you see this post? And she said, yeah, I can't believe that she posted that. And I was like, I can't, I can't be a part of that. I can't ethically (laughs) say, wow, good job. Because you're all expected to go swarm that post congratulations, you look amazing, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. You look like a normal human and not someone who's in a bikini competition. And why would you flip that? It's like, it's like the same thing that we see when people will do before and afters and they literally take pictures of different people. And they're like, what do you mean? It's the same person. No, it's not. Or when people will take pictures, like it's same concept, but like if I took a picture of myself now and a picture of myself when I was 22, I mean, I looked pretty damn good when I was 22. So, or the same thing when the, the pictures clearly look like the exact same outfit, the exact same moment in time, but one of them, you're pushing your stomach out. One of them, you're sucking it in and you're positioned differently. Yep. Or your leggings go up higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the other thing that kills me is that they think that people won't notice. Well, if you have people who are following your journey, they know where you are. 
So they're, they've got to be like, wait a minute. That's, that's not, that's not you. Like, that's not you right now. But I don't know. She was going through a really rough time. And I don't know if she was so far in her own depression and grief that she was trying to do anything she could. And her business was falling apart. And so I think it was a desperate grab. So that was thing one that I was like, oh, I don't think I can do this. Thing two, and I'll say her name because she's a public figure. Autumn's new program came out uh, and it was called 80 Day Obsession. 80 Day Obsession ruined my life. And I never did it because I was, I think where keto helped me come out of my beach body thing was that I could eat as much as I wanted. So I was finally giving my body an adequate number of calories for what I was doing. Cause if I was hungry, I ate. Whereas in beach body, if I didn't have containers left, I wasn't going to eat because I was following the program. And so no wonder I felt good. No wonder I felt good doing keto. I was finally giving my body what it needed. So then I look at 80 day obsession And I had at this point recognized that I had an eating disorder. And not only that, uh, the portion fix containers really did cause orthorexia in me. And I didn't know that because they tell you that the list, like you mentioned, the restrictive list, they are best, better, and good. So they're ranked on that list. Well, if you want results, you should probably just eat at the best. So I had limited myself to like the top third of each list. And like for anyone that's listening, like the good portion is like brown rice, sweet potatoes. Like that was at the bottom of the list was sweet potatoes. I I don't know exactly at the bottom, but. Okay. Sweet potatoes were actually at the top because that's all I ate. Oh, really? That is all I ate for my yellow containers with sweet potatoes. Okay. So sorry. I got that wrong, but like, but you were totally like the tortillas, the whole wheat tortillas, the whole wheat bagel, whole wheat, English muffins, all of those. If you want to eat some crunchy cardboard, feel free Mm -hmm. to follow this diet. Mm -hmm. And you, I mean, if you want a rice cake, that's fine. You can put one teaspoon of peanut butter on top of it. I'm like, I hate you people. Yeah. I'm, I'm a full huge scoop of peanut butter kind of girl myself. So I was like, this isn't working. So I look at the plan and even just the word obsession. Do you guys know who your clients are? These are people who struggle and probably have struggled their entire life. So the words matter. Words matter. So you, you're already told me I need to fix myself with 21 day fix. I wasn't broken. I didn't need to fix myself. And then now you're telling me I need to be obsessed. Right. And in, in one of Autumn's like, I don't remember where she says it, but I remember seeing her talk about that. She didn't love the words obsessed, that she Mm -hmm. didn't love that. That was what they decided on for the title of this, but then she decided to reframe it and to like what she wanted it to be. So Autumn, your um, cognitive dissonance was showing Right. I'm like, no, if you don't feel good about it, don't do it. Right. You made, you made a choice to put your name. Yeah. You don't feel good about it for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's because 
obsessed. Obsessed is a strong word. It means that you, it means you're obsessed. It means that it's consuming your whole life. So for you to be obsessed with fitness and nutrition and it is consuming your whole life, that is a recipe for disordered eating and disordered thoughts. And it wasn't just that that was the name, that was the program. They truly did create a pattern for a prime eating disorder. And, you know, looking at it, I, I was actually looking at it earlier and you're supposed to eat 90 minutes before you work out. That's your pre-workout meal. Well, guess what? I'm a mom of five. So in order for me to get my workout in before my kids got up, and I also had to do all my personal development and I should probably work on my business. I was getting up at 4 a.m. to work out by 5 a.m. Well, that gives me 60 minutes. That's not enough time. I'm going to have to get up by at least 3.30 in order to get that 90-minute meal in. And like I said, I'm a rule follower. So if you tell me 90 minutes, I'm going to do it 90 minutes. Right. And that is, that is unhealthy too, because now you're not sleeping enough. Well, and especially because I can't really work my business until my kids go to bed. And do you know what the, the cure for that is, is just take more energized, just drink that pre-workout all day. You'll yeah, be fine. And, and then you're not going to be able to fall asleep at night. And it's one more of the cult mind tactics Mm -hmm. is this lack of sleep and you're so tired all the time. And so you, you have this timed and then it's okay. You have from the time you're done working out, you have to have this within 15 minutes. Then you have this meal. And then two hours later you have this meal. And not only does it tell you the time, but it tells you the container to eat. I think that. 80 day obsession is the prime example of the B in the bite model behavior mm-hmm. control. You, like you were saying, you're controlling your workout time. You're controlling your workout on your food times. You're controlling your sleep. And then on top of that, if you're a coach, you're also controlling your like business time and stuff too. So you have so many things that are being controlled by this one program. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, when I looked at it, people were showing their, their phones and the number of alarms that they had, and they had set alarms all day. And I already was struggling with food and I already was struggling being obsessed with food because I wasn't giving my body what it wanted. So that was all I could think of was food. And now I'm going to have alarms about food. Are you kidding me right now? Like what? in the heck. And so when that program came out, I was like, I'm out. I'm not, I can't do this anymore. And I, you know, I, my, my poor husband, bless his heart. He had been keeping a profit and loss statement, but I didn't want to see it. I wouldn't look at it because we're almost there. We're at that tipping point And you're just going to be amazed at how much money we make. (laughs) And he kept saying, Amy, this is insane. We're not making money. We're actually losing money. You are spending more every month than you're bringing in. Because in addition to the three shakeologies, you have to do the energize. You should do the recover. Uh, Like there were in every product, every program that they, that they come out with has some equipment that you have to purchase. 
So you have to buy some of their new ones. You have to buy the step. You have to buy booty bands. You need to buy resistance bands. You need to buy the little ball. You need a weight bench. You need all of these things. And guess what? Beachbody will sell that to you. And since you're a coach, you get a discount. You lucky girl. (laughs) Wait a minute. I could buy that at Target for like a fourth of the cost. What are you doing to me? I don't need the Beachbody logo on something. I literally bought my steps for, uh, what is it, T20? I bought my steps for T20, uh, one for me and one for my now husband. Um, At the dollar, uh, not the dollar tree, five below, five dollars. I went to Goodwill and got a step. Like, this is stupid. I don't need Shanti's cute black and yellow one or whatever. I don't care. Because my kids are just going to play on it and ruin it anyway. So I'll go to Goodwill. And it was just this constant, you have to buy more. And they would come out with limited edition flavors of Shakeology. So you've got your normal subscription. Well, you better buy the extra one. And you should probably buy it instead of buying the 30 serving bag. You should buy the individual servings, which I think only gave you 24 individual servings for the same price so that you can use them as giveaways. You can try it, talk about how good it is, and then use them as giveaways. So not only was I buying the three, but I was probably buying an extra one because they kept coming out with these stupid limited edition flavors. And how can you be a product of the product if you're not buying the product? So it's like, okay, if I want my business to work, then I have to, they're telling me I have to do this and this and this. And I fully recognize that I am an adult and I can make choices. And did I choose to do these things? Yes, I did. I made those choices. Did I understand at the time what was happening and the undue influence that was going on to get me to purchase those things? No. My rational, normal brain, because I'm a pretty analytical person, would tell me, this is a bunch of crap, stop it. But my emotional side was people are recognizing me and people think I'm amazing again. And I look, I look like a success. I've been promoted several times, all of these great things. And if I have to do this to keep that, okay, I will. Until it got to the point that I couldn't do it anymore. And the cognitive dissonance made it to where I couldn't justify it anymore. And At that point, I didn't realize that it was the MLM structure that was screwing me over. And I knew that keto was working for me. And guess what? Half of my team, which is why my great, great grandma did that transformation post, half of her team bailed and went to prove it. And I would... (laughs) I wanted to try the products. I was, I was interested, but I wasn't about to order the products through prove it. I ordered them off of Amazon to try seven days and I felt amazing. So I knew that this was working for me. And so maybe I would go to prove it, but I knew I didn't want to, I didn't want to join anyone that had been on my great great grandma's team because they were shady as hell. And I had seen the way that they ran businesses and I wasn't about to be involved with that. So I picked someone entirely different that 
was actually one of the super trainers, really good friends uh, that had left Beachbody and went over to prove it. So it was time to do my, uh, my goodbye, good riddance. I'm going on a new adventure post. And uh, I couldn't even think of the words to say because I had so many people that had followed me and had followed my journey. And I knew that I just needed to be honest. So I was, I was very honest in this post. And I said that I had been doing Beachbody and that it had worked for me, but that I had been stuck for a really long time. And I knew I needed to try something else. And I just put it all out there on what I had done and even did a live and answered questions and was very honest about it. And a little while later, I get a Facebook notification that my coach had commented on a post. So I went in and it didn't make any sense to me because I was like, the post that she commented on happened five months ago. It is an old post. Why would she comment on that post? So I go to the comment and it was basically, so you're saying this never worked. I'm calling you out. And I, I was just shocked. It's like, why would she put that on my face, on my, on my stuff? If she was angry, why didn't she do her own post? But she went back to mine and I did go back and forth with her for a few where I said, I never said it didn't work. I said, it stopped working. There's a difference. It did help me lose weight. But if you, I've been stuck here for a year a year and a half, I'm not making any progress and I'm not okay with that. And she made some other comment. And at that point, the devastation of having this person who is, you know, locking arms with you and such a bestie turn like that was just devastating. And so I I had shown my husband And he said, turn your phone off, turn it off. This isn't, this is not going to be good for your mental health. Shut it off. Let's watch a movie. Let's go to bed. So that's what I did. And I turned it off completely. So I didn't get texts, calls, nothing. And the next morning I turned my phone on and it was ridiculous. Um, There was something like 80 or more Facebook notifications. There were texts there were missed calls and voicemails and I was petrified. I tell my daughters this all the time and, and my, you know, I tell all my kids, honestly, that leaving high school, you do not leave the mean kids behind. They become mean adults. And just because you age is nothing but a number. And if you were a mean kid, you're going to be a mean adult. And that is what happened with her. So I was petrified. I was scared to death. And I opened it up and there were so many comments ripping her to shreds. All of them were, I can't believe you would do this. You lack so much integrity. If I had ever thought of joining Beachbody, I would never based on this. How can you say this? Amy has been completely honest, blah, blah, blah. It was insane. And 
and so validating to me that the community that I had built, not the community that I had joined, the community that I joined was toxic. The community that I built was based on integrity, trust, and ethics. And those people were there for me, not for Beachbody. Absolutely. And it just, it goes to show that when you're a good person and you're honest and you, you know, are upfront, like people trust you and they, they will stick up for you. And I'm so glad that your comment section proved to that. It was amazing. And I, by this point, she had blocked me on Facebook, right? Good riddance. And I was driving to go teach a workout and she called my phone. And I sent it to voicemail because I just couldn't. And I made the mistake of listening to the voicemail before I went in to teach. And it was so hurtful. And she made the comment of, you need to call off your dogs because she had been getting messages, texts. She had been getting just inundated with people that were frustrated and angry with her. And then she went off on me about how hard it was to live up to the Amy standard and that I had no idea how hard it was for her to be my coach and have me all making all of the records and trying to do what I did. And she couldn't do those things. And how did I think that made her feel? And basically blaming her lack of success on my achieving success. They're not the same. Like it, we had the exact same opportunity but because of the person that you are, you had a hard time building a community and you just showed what type of person you were. And the funny thing to me is that she thought I had given her phone number to people. And that's why she said, call off your dogs. What she didn't understand is that when I quit, my people rolled up to her. They all got an email from Beachbody with her contact information because she was now their coach. So Beachbody sent all of them, her email address, her phone number, anything that she had on record with them. So Beachbody gave them her info and my customers and my coaches had been messaging her all morning, telling her how awful she was and that they had resigned, either quit their, their coaching business or had canceled any customer accounts that they had. And so with one fell swoop, that entire leg of revenue was gone. And that rolls up all the way. That rolls up all the way to impacting everyone's business going all the way up. And so no wonder they were upset because like I said, I was selling a lot. My volume was huge. And it was amazing to see once you were no longer making the money, you're out, you're gone. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting too, because if she had just been cool, she would, and I'm curious too, when they all rolled up to her, would she have had time? Would like, she have the 10 days again to figure out which leg they go on. So she, um, she could have, I balanced, believe so. She could have balanced so. her organization mm -hmm. and probably ranked. Mm-hmm. And she just blew that for herself. Oh my gosh. Pays to be kind, people. Exactly. Kind. And it was just amazing to me. And 
so I listened to that message and I was in tears because it hurt. It hurt to have someone go from love bombing you to you are the worst person I've ever met. And I never felt that way about you. And I, all of this stuff that you had done of the love bombing, it was all fake, obviously, because now you're telling me how you really feel. So now I can't trust anything that anyone in there says. So did anybody think I was awesome? I don't know. Or did they just want me to keep producing for them? And so I was in tears. I went in to teach my workout and my, my, my class was like, what is going on? So I told him and they said, well, instead of working, how about if we have therapy Thursday, let's just sit down and let's talk. And it was amazing. And again, reinforced, you don't need Beachbody to have a community. You have a community that you have built and that will go past any company that you were with. And honestly, most of them went to prove it with me and tried prove it. Wow. And so I did really well in prove it really fast because like we all know, if you jump from one to another, you take that customer base and you rank really fast and you get fast start bonuses and all of these things, because you take an entire community with you. And I did. So I actually made more money in less time I let's be real. I lost money in Beachbody. I made money, not a ton of money, but I made money and prove it in a very short amount of time because of the number of people I took with me. But again, I wasn't willing to do some of the things that they want you to do. And when they came out with some of their products and they were the number of flavors that they would release in rapid succession and you had to buy them. Again, it was like $130 for a box of 24. Are you kidding me? So I would, because I actually did like that. I liked the Keto Max formula. They changed it. That's a whole other ball game. They changed it and the new formula is not great. It doesn't give you nearly the same results as Keto Max did. But the number of flavors I was ordering all the time, all the time. And again, you have to be a product of the product. And that is how these companies kill you. The, the customers are their distributors because they make, again, we're adults, we choose, but they make you feel like you have no other choice than to order the product that they come out with all the time. Well, what if that next product that they come out with is actually the one that tastes the best? And how are you Mm -hmm. supposed to tell people that this is the best one? Even though when you get the next one, you're still going to say it's the best one. This, oh, this new one, this is definitely the best one. And then two weeks later, a new one comes out and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I think this might be my new favorite. Uh Meanwhile, you're pouring half of it down your sink because you're like, I actually can't drink this. I can't do this. Yeah, I most of the flavors I was like, okay, this is pretty good. I can, I can get behind this one. I though I'm I'm pretty honest. And I would be like, this is the worst flavor I've ever had. (laughs) Don't order this flavor. This is gross. Uh, Order this one. That's my favorite, but then they would all be special edition. So you'd fall in love with a special edition product that they got rid of. And because they had to come out with a new special edition. So if everything is a special edition, is anything a special edition? They're all just a way to make you order more. And 
my turning point with Prove It was when they came out with their keto soda called Keto Up. And it was $100 for a 12 pack. What on earth? Who can afford that? Who can afford that? I need to do math. How much is that per can? Like, unless it contains actual unicorn tears. I don't think so. $8 a can? That's insane. And there's and they, no we, alcohol in that. No, <laughs> they do have keto alcohol drinks. Now I did see, I'm just saying they're out there, but, and guess oh, what? Like not, not, through not, Prove it. not MLM, but okay. I've seen keto alcohol ones, but they would sell out. Who is buying this? I told my husband, I, I, by that point, it had become very apparent. It was not just beach body they all were horrible and it was the same business structure it was the same crap it was the same they they tweak the compensation plan a little bit but they all make it so you can't understand it and they do that intentionally so that you'll just keep selling and hope that one day it all works out because you don't understand how to make money and i just couldn't do it anymore i couldn't do it anymore and And it was at that point that I realized I initially started this because I wanted to be a good example for my children. And what I was showing them was the pathway to an eating disorder. And what I was showing them was to hate their bodies. And what I was showing them was that they needed to change or that certain foods were bad. And I would try not to use that verbiage. I would try to use you know, oh, well, I can eat whatever I want, but I'm making choices. And they're looking at me, mom, you're not going to choose just to eat sweet potatoes. I don't believe that. (laughs) That's not a choice you're going to make. And that's the only carb you're ever going to eat. That's not, that's not right. And, and I realized I don't want my kids to, I don't want my kids to have these same issues. And that's what I'm doing. Right. And so I stopped. I stopped. Yay. Yeah. Mic drop, the end of the story. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. It was like, do you know what? No, I am great the way I am. I don't have to fix myself. I don't have to be obsessed. Uh, the new nine week control freak. I don't have to have control. I don't have to be a freak. Uh, I can be myself and be amazing. Absolutely. You are amazing. So, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it just, and I was in the business world for 15 years. You, you look back and you wonder how in the world did I fall down that rabbit hole? It is such a slippery slope and they prey on all of those vulnerabilities and you just can't see they're, they're the answer to everything that is your problem. Finances, health, emotional support, friends, anything they've got you. Yep. It's awful. That's why like the health and wellness ones, I think are the most damaging because they are truly impacting every facet of your life. I completely agree. Uh, The health and wellness MLMs are really the ones that bother me the most um, because I I work mostly with young adults um, and the, the way that diet culture is affecting all of us is insane. And these MLMs are a huge 
piece of the pie to diet culture. Um, I think I really wonder how much misinformation really stems from MLMs. Oh, I think a ton. And, and I think the other thing to point out is that it, it is not gender specific. Mm-hmm. It impacts every gender. Yep. It impacts everyone because they see, wow, so I'm supposed to be this jacked guy over here. I guess I need to do P90X Mm -hmm. or, you know, I want to be lean like this girl over here or this guy over here. I guess I better do that. And then it's the confusion of, well, wait, if Beachbody is the answer, what about Arbonne? What about Plexus? Wait, they all have the, the solution. What is it? Right. And it's none of them. Oh, Well, actually, according to all of these, the solution is take really expensive supplements that don't really do anything and starve yourself. Exactly. Starve yourself and you probably will poop yourself too. Yes. Starve yourself, poop yourself, and only eat things you hate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be miserable for the rest of your days. And even if you did like vegetables, you're going to hate them by the end of it because that's all you're eating. Mm -hmm. When all you eat is lean meats and vegetables, you, I mean, you just develop such a bad relationship with it because it demonized all of the other foods. Mm -hmm. And, and your body needs fat. Fat isn't bad. Fat isn't bad, but they still, it's interesting that all of these MLM, MLM companies tend to go back to that old diet culture where everything should be low fat. Mm -hmm. Have you looked at new literature? Have you like, sir, have you, I say, sir, because it's all dudes that yeah. run them. They're all old you, white men. They are. It's like, have you looked at this? Because what you're telling people to do, it has been proven. It doesn't work. It doesn't work long-term and 95% of people are going to fail. Right. And I was lucky because I did lose 75 pounds and I've kept it off. Not through any of their help. I had to figure that out. Right. Right. And I had to figure out what worked for me. I think that's the other thing that drives me insane. One program is not fit for everybody. No. 21 day fix and the ultimate portion fix that can work for some people. Maybe they don't struggle with food. Maybe they don't. And that gives them a great way to look at things. Maybe the vast majority, probably not. Keto may work for some people, whatever. But to say that one solution is going to work is so damaging. And right. like, like we talked about before their newest program really worries me because it's a four week gut protocol, something Uh-oh. like that. It's autumn's new program. Mm-hmm. Our, our buddy autumn, all about gut health and healing your gut. No, the beach body coaches are not qualified to heal someone's gut. Absolutely are, not. are they even going to tell them to go to their doctor first? I don't know because none of the other programs tell you to go to your doctor. Oh, except for the nutrition program they have for pregnant women. Did you know they have one? Did you know they have to be mindset pregnancy? I did not know that. Mm -hmm. It's bad enough that you are trying to create a human. Now here, let's give you a diet plan that you can follow. Make sure to track everything. Oh my gosh. And like, I totally support like, Tracking can be a wonderful, wonderful thing, especially Mm -hmm. when you're trying to figure out what you're putting into your body. And like, when you have no idea what you're doing, it's just 
being mindful about what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with tracking in itself. And there's Mm -hmm. actually nothing wrong with tracking for being pregnant because then you need to eat more food. So like knowing like, well, and to know like eating enough every time, every time I eat this, I throw up, maybe don't eat that. Right. Exactly. It could be very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, but the way these programs design it, it's not about, Hey, let's be mindful. And they might present it as mindfulness, but it's really about control. Well, cause they also slip in there. Make sure you're weighing yourself at least once a week. Of course. Um, sorry. The only thing I was focused on when I was pregnant is I'm going to throw this up later. So I just want to make sure it's super easy to throw up. So that would be ice cream. I can eat it and I will throw it up and maybe I'll get some dairy and calcium. Maybe some of that will stay in there. I, and I would have felt so guilty right. for that. So reflecting on your whole journey, like what was the mental health roller coaster for all of this? You know, so I have struggled with mental health from the time I was in junior high. And, you know, and I really, this is horrible. This is where I talked earlier about how words matter. Mm-hmm. And when I was in middle school, there was a horrible boy who called me thunder thighs. And I remember that. I even remember the class we were sitting in. And I remember what I was wearing that day and the impact that that had on me. And life sucks. Life is hard. Middle school is the worst. Yep. The the last thing you need is some snotty boy telling you that you are fat. And it kind of started some of these eating disorder behaviors. And and the mental health issues. I've struggled with depression. I've struggled with anxiety. I didn't realize until recently that I have OCD and a lot of things made sense. <laughs> Once I got that diagnosis, I, I remember I was looking at uh, my child and smiled and they said, you, you thought all of this was normal. <laughs> I did think I was normal. Apparently I'm not. So all of these things left me vulnerable to this and the emotional roller coaster when you are in an MLM of you are amazing. Wait, you suck. You're doing everything you can. You're not doing enough. It was this roller coaster and then being tired. I was tired all the time, which greatly impacted my mental health. And I get migraines when I'm tired. I was having two to three migraines a week because I was so tired. I was literally driving myself crazy and I didn't see it. And I didn't see how obsessive I was. And the fact that, you know, I would stand by the side of my bed and run in place until I hit my 10,000 steps. I would do all of these behaviors that looking back now makes sense from an OCD perspective. I didn't know how to take care of it then. And they, rather than helping you they increase your mental health struggles exponentially. And then when you recognize it and you quit, man, they pile it on. Well, yeah, because every, like you talked about earlier, all of the love bombing, all of the manipulation tactics that were used again, used on you. Now you're like, none of this was true. All of the confidence I had, was it fake? 
all of the friends I thought I had, were they not real? Like everything is brought into question again. And also this is off topic from what I was talking about, but I'm curious, and this might've not happened to you, but I'm waiting for the day that somebody tells me that they have been so sleep deprived and so tired from working in an MLM that they were having hallucinations because hallucinations can be brought on by lack of sleep. Absolutely. It, I didn't, but what, what I did do mm-hmm. is one of my main migraine triggers is exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So my body would shut down and I would have to go in and get shots and be sedated for 24 hours. And that was my body's way of making sure that I was getting rest that I needed. Oh my gosh. And so, I mean, cause I was, I would sleep my kids. I would start putting my kids down they would all be in bed by, let's say eight, eight 30. That was the only time I had to work my business. So then I would work eight 30 to 10 or 11. If I wasn't putting in the hours because three hours really was not that much time to do all of the things that they ask you to do. And then I was up at four. That's insane. That is mm-hmm. insane. And I can't even like count the number of times that I would be taking care of my kids, but have to be on a zoom call. So I would have my headphones on trying to listen to the business call, but also taking care of my kids. And I felt like I was halfway everywhere. I was halfway momming. I was halfway coaching. I was halfway supporting my, my challengers because it's too much. They ask so much of you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually they get you on every level they really do Mm -hmm. they really do is there anything else you would like to speak on about your story before we move into resume stuff yeah um no you know I think I think right now and the phrase that resonates with me and why why I'm doing what I do now is because I'm trying to fix the damage. I'm fixing the damage, not only that was inflicted on me and that I, I inflicted some of this damage on myself. I have to take accountability for that, but I also inflicted damage on a lot of other people, not knowing what I was doing. Right. And so now that I know better, I'm trying to do better. That's honestly a huge part of why I have this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I can, confidently say and I don't say this to sound cocky or anything I don't I don't know I hope people don't take it that way um but I have helped a hell of a lot more people with this podcast than I ever did with my MLM absolutely and and the reach that you can have and when people are ready to know that there is someone there who will help them and who will support them with compassion and love mm-hmm. It's not a, oh my gosh, you're an idiot. How did you fall for that? Right. Because guess what? I fell for it too. I understand. And I am sorry. And let's, let's fix the damage. Exactly. I'm so glad that you are on the anti MLM compassionate team. Uh, We need, we need everyone to, that wants to be a part of that community to, to show up and to be here for us because it's a rough world out there. And there are a lot of angry people that are 
not able to reach the compassionate side yet. And I get it. I, I'm angry too. Mm-hmm. But um it's but it's that tough. anger needs to be placed on the businesses and on the top because they're the ones who know. We didn't know. Right. We didn't we didn't intentionally become predators. We didn't know that. We were just in the machine. But the people at the top, they know. They know. They sure do. And if they don't, they are lying to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So um, we are going to talk a little bit about resumes and what to do if you left your MLM and you have a big gap. Um, so I was really excited because Amy messaged me after she listened to my episode on life after MLM that just came out this Sunday. So if you haven't listened to it yet, please go check it out. Um, and in that episode, me and Roberta talked about like, what do you do? What do you do when you have this big chunk of time? Because I'm not going to put that I was an Arbonne hun on there and you can't put that you're an entrepreneur because that's a lie. So what do you do? Okay. So like I said, just to give kind of some context. So I did human resources for 15 years. A lot of that was spent recruiting and corporate recruiting and interviewing all the things. So I have seen thousands upon thousands of resumes. And I really have been thinking this over since you had mentioned it. And what I would put is a 1099 contractor for consultative sales. Now, there's a couple reasons to do that. One, oftentimes people will want to verify your employment. Mm-hmm. If you're a 1099 contractor, that's really hard to do. And most, most companies won't do a lot other than ask if you have your 1099 so that you can show that, yes, you were a 1099 during this time. Who are they going to ask? If you're a 1099 contractor, and you do consultative sales, you're helping people with sales, but who are they going to call? Who are they going to call? So that is what I would put is consultative sales. The reason that it is consultative sales is because these are, these are some of the skills that you could list. You would talk to customers and conduct needs assessments. You would listen active listening to determine what their needs were and then match them with a product or program that would cater to those needs. Basically what my recommendation is, is the things that they get you on, how can you make that sound like a job? Because it was, and you did learn a lot of really valuable things. You may not think so, but once you start thinking through them, you did needs assessments all the time. You would make recommendations. You would have to do some sales projections because I would need to know how much money I was going to make because I had to cover all of those stupid orders of Shakeology. So I had to make sales projections and I had to make business plans and I had to make marketing plans in order to achieve that. So I would create marketing plans to... Uh, advertise to a niche or to a target market in order to increase sales. I would budget. Uh, I would create profit and loss statements. 
I didn't do that till after, but it was all involved in that. <laughs> but all of those things, the relationship building that you learn to do in MLM is truly remarkable. You may have used it in the wrong way, but you learned how to do it. And you can make that part of your resume by conducting needs assessments, by assisting customers in various concerns or with their needs, doing uh, analysis, doing accounting, doing expenses. You had to track all of that because you were a 1099. You had to track those things so that you could count those business expenses against your taxes. So you did a lot that is very valuable in a lot of different companies. It's all in the way that you, I guess, wordsmith it. Because uh, let's be real, writing a resume and interviewing, their skill sets. So if somebody were, like, if you go into an interview and they ask about your time as a 1099, um, what, how, how do you answer that without saying you were in an MLM? So basically what I would say was that this would be particular to me, but I do believe that most people have done several different MLMs. Mm -hmm. So the way that I would answer that is during my time as a 1099 contractor for sales and for consultative sales, I was able to partner with many different companies or several different companies in order to recommend the best product that would fit my customers' needs. By doing that, I was able to offer them a wide variety of services that not only would meet their needs, but that also would benefit the company. Wow. So it I'm really, so impressed. <laughs> it really is about like how, again, this has been kind of the thing. Words matter. Yeah. Words matter. And I think it's normal to minimize your experience in MLM and be like, oh my gosh, I just lost five years of my life. No, you learned a lot of things in those five years. So let's list them out. And how can we meet that? And if you look at it, how many of these different MLM companies have so many different products? So even within an MLM, even if you didn't go to multiple MLMs, I was able to offer my my customers a wide array of products and services that could meet their specific need. I was looking at Arbonne's offerings and oh my gosh, makeup, skincare, supplements, like what the heck? They, they're in everything. Mm -hmm. You can say those things. I was able to do sales for sports nutrition, for uh, supplementation, for nutrition, for all of these different things, pull those things out. And it makes it, you have a varied experience. You have a varied experience, even within Beachbody itself. Wow. You should really consider offering like um, a coaching, an interview coaching thing for people past their uh, MLMs. Uh, that would be so helpful, I bet, for people. I absolutely could even do a video uh, on, I've just recently created a YouTube channel. Yeah. So I could easily do a video talking about that and talking about how do you fill that gap? Because 
it's pretty glaring, especially if you did do multiple MLMs. Um, and I would have been the type that would have been like, oh, I'm just not going to put it on at all and say that I was a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I learned a lot during that time frame. Right. I want to count it. I want to count it. And so I could easily do one. I did, uh, I did one, I did a video talking about recruiting mm-hmm. and the difference in recruiting for an MLM versus recruiting in a corporate environment and how sure a lot of boss babes like to say that the corporate structure is just as much of a pyramid as an MLM. I go through the differences and why on paper. Sure. They may look the same because you can't have 80 CEOs. So yeah, you're going to have a CEO up here and you're going to have employees down here just because it looks the same on paper. Doesn't mean it acts the same. And I went through that, like there are some pretty big glaring differences that they fell to, to notice. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely encourage you to make an in-depth video about this. And also I'm going to let Roberta know that she should talk to you because she just has such a big platform that you could share this with people. And it's so important because there are so many people looking for answers on what to do with in this situation. And, and there's so little help. And it gets back to what got you into an MLM because you felt hopeless and you started looking for answers. We need to have those answers for people. And guess what? I don't care. You don't have to join my downline in order to get some answers, right? Like I'm doing it because I want to help people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. So, um, where can people find your YouTube and do you want them to find your Instagram or where do you want people to find you? Yeah. So them. <laughs> I, um, I just use my name. So it's at Amy Ewer on Instagram and also on YouTube. And like I said, I'm a baby channel. So I just have a few videos out and I wanted to break even my stories in three separate videos because it's so hard MLM wise to discuss how did it impact, especially again with the health and wellness, how did it impact me health wise? And then how did it impact me financially in the business? So I did separate those two because they were very two distinct journeys. Uh, And then, like I said, talking about the recruitment, and then I'm going to go through various health and wellness companies and say, these are the products, because guess what? There are some products that are good. Otherwise they wouldn't keep people. Right. But also like if you can try to find the dupes for those products for those videos, because, you know, it, there are good products that are not in an MLM that are way less expensive, or yeah. maybe there are some that are just as expensive, but they're just as good or better. Yeah. I did that actually with shakes mm-hmm. because people ask me all the time, what shakes do you drink? Basically most of them are pretty dang similar. I'm not even going to if you look at the ingredients, you look at the nutritional content and oftentimes even the, like not, not just the macros, but the vitamins and minerals, they're pretty dang similar. So Shakeology is 433 per shake, but Quest is like a dollar 20 or something per shake. Uh, So I did that. And I did that with pre-workout as well because I do like me some pre-workout. Oh, I love pre-workout. Um, we're a, a Legion household here, which is a little more expensive, I think, than Quest is, but, um, but I like Quest too. I mean, that, and that's the thing. 
really it comes down to what do you like? Because, and what tastes good to you? Because what I, what I think tastes good, you may not. Yeah. They're all pretty things similar. What can you afford and what do you like? That's the one you do. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Amy, thank you so much for coming on today being so vulnerable and sharing your story and also giving us some great advice around what to do after you get out of an MLM and you're looking for a job. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I forgot to ask my question. (laughs) You did. Your anti-MLM why. What is your anti-MLM why? I I think I kind of answered it, but it really is to fix the damage that I did do mm-hmm. and to prevent other people because it from falling into it. Because if I had had that level of knowledge, I didn't know about income disclosure statements. I didn't know about any of this stuff. And at least if I had known, I would have gone in with my eyes opened and I wouldn't have felt like I had been totally, I guess bamboozled. That's a good yeah. word. Bamboozled is such a fun word. And that's actually a really good point too, because I think that every time I was approached by an MLM, I was always shown the income disclosure and the compensation plan. And I had no idea what I was looking at. I was just like, oh, like, you know, you always go up to the top and you're like, I have the opportunity to make this much money. Because nobody wants to say, oh, I'm average or I'm going to be the, I'm going to be at the bottom. No, we all automatically think, no, I'm really good. I'm going to be up here. Well, even when I was looking at the bottom, I was like, oh, well, like an extra $300, $500 a month, that would be so helpful. That could be so helpful for my household. Not realizing that I could literally go and work a part-time job and probably double that in the amount of time that I was working this multi-level marketing company and not being expected to purchase that same amount in products probably. Yes, exactly. Cause if I go and work at Papa Gino's, they are not telling me to buy pizza. In fact, most places that have food are usually letting you take some for free, like for your lunch or whatever. Yeah. And they'll even give you a uniform. <gasps> wow. I had to buy all my own leggings. I'm just saying, (laughs) because it really does the, the lifestyle that they portray costs a lot of money to keep up. It really does because so like, I don't have a ton of workout clothes and like, I can't imagine trying to be like, look at me like working out. And then I'm in like my dingy, like old workout sports bra. And I'm like, Ooh, like, don't look at the sports bra because it's gross. Mm -hmm. But like, workout clothes are expensive. Yeah. And my husband has the opinion and he's not wrong that I can find the most expensive thing. And that's what I'm going to love. That includes workout clothes. So I I'm, I'm not cheap. I fully admit it. (laughs) Um, Oh, I had another thought to add on to that and I just lost it. It's gone. Oh, I was going to say, and all of the extra laundry because so, um, for, normal people you're really not supposed to work out every day you're supposed to like three to four times a week is plenty of times to work out but if you're working out every single day I mean you already get the extra laundry from working out if you're working out and then changing and then all of the pairs of underwear that you have to go through oh my god (laughs) my husband was like you have four costume changes a day because when I would teach multiple classes, I would get so gross in one, I would have to change my outfit. I would have multiple outfits per day. I went through a lot of Febreze 
because I'm also a mom. So sometimes it'd be, you have to run from teaching this class to picking a kid up, to going to this activity. So for, I would just Febreze myself. You know what? You got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Right. And so, but yeah, I would go through four or five outfits a day. Um, I, I'm going to admit too, like I've been a Febrezer too, like, but that's Mm -hmm. usually more for my depression than anything else. Uh, and not usually when I have actual things to do, it's more like, oh, I've been wearing this for a little bit too long. <laughs> Mine was for the benefit of everyone around. Me. Yeah. Well, same, same, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what? The things that, the things that, see, that's another secret people don't tell you. They don't talk about those things in MLMs. The fact that you're going to go through Febreze or all of these different things. They don't tell you the truth. They don't, they don't. Mm-mm. No. All right, Amy. Thank you so, so much. This has been so fun. And I really think everyone's going to enjoy this episode. So if you enjoyed the episode, please make sure you rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Five stars, please. And um, if you leave the comment on Apple Podcasts, it actually really makes my day. I don't have that many comments about things so if you leave a nice comment it really uh turns my whole day around so that's very exciting and um share share take a screenshot of your favorite episode if it's this one you can tag amy in it and me and we can see that this episode made an impact in and i gosh <laughs> impact <laughs> in your life and that will be so much to both of us so I hope you guys enjoyed and have a fantastic night. Bye.